0: Well, it is so good, so, so good to have this microphone in front of me and get a chance to talk to you again after what feels like eternity. This is the very first installment a serving of a Sports Live with BBK. And we are only doing the first one on the 16th of February because, as you can hear, my voice has been playing hide and seek with me. But it is nothing uh, that um, a spoonful of honey and there are lots of hot water cannot solve. It has been very, very scratchy, but we are getting there with time. Now, let's turn our attention to our guest. I'll tell you something about this man. He was signed as a player by a certain John committees many, many years ago. And at that time, this man was busy pursuing his law studies. Guess what? He went on to graduate as a lawyer, and he went on to become a top, top player agent after that. Who is he? You'll know just now, because he sits in the same Premier Soccer League structure as John Committees as a fellow club owner.
1: Hi, my name is Tim Sugazi, the president of TS Galaxy football club, the Rockets, and many others, they call us now Kaiser Chiefs Slayers. Do switch on to Sports Live with BBK, and you want to credit it. You'll thank me later.
0: Tim Sugazi is your guest on Sport Live with BBK. Naga, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and good afternoon to your listeners.
0: Thank you very much, my brother, for agreeing to be the very first guest of Spot Live with BBK this year. Now, Tim, you are the president of TS Galaxy. And this is exciting because we're talking here about an outfit that has made South Africa sit up and take notice way back in 2019. And this was at the packed stadium in my hometown of Durban, where at the Moses Mapedia. People were packed to the rafters and you sent shockwaves right through the country with the 1-0 victory over Kaiser Chiefs. And this was in the Pen Cup final and you were in the National First Division back then. Coach was 10 Malisela. Now, just this past Saturday, Coach Ramovich also scored his very own 1-0 against, guess who? The very self-same Kaiser Chiefs. What is it with TS Galaxy and Kaiser Chiefs, Tim? <laughs>
1: uh, you know, BBK, um, when... TS Galaxy came into the professional ranks, and that was 2018-2019 season, and during the time of the NetBank Cup or leading to the final, I declared it. I said, uh, there is now in this country a new football rival uh, outside what we have become accustomed to, which is the Derby or the Soweto Derby between Chiefs and Pirates. I said, this new rivalry now includes and involves TS Galaxy and Kaiser Chiefs. I declared it then, and now, with hindsight being the best science, we now fully agree that uh, actually my premonition then was stands to be true today. So it, it is what it is, man. It's an uh, they are our arch enemies, or at least uh, those who, who are pro chiefs. They see chess galaxies. They are arch enemies, and therefore, uh, when we play them, it's always a huge rivalry. It's not gonna end. We. As TS Galaxy have contributed to Kazashi's demise, I would say twice in seven years, because in 2019 they thought they had the cup in the back because we were in the lower, rank, lower ranks in the first division. And then, uh, yeah, right now they looked at the TS Galaxy log position, they thought, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a walk in the park. It's not possible. It's not possible. We are a special cap, We might have had our own challenges. And, uh, yeah, and we just went on, uh, you know, when we play them, we just go about our, our work as we always do. But uh, there is uh, some German precision, as you would know, in our camp. So, and uh, Saturday bears testimony to that.
0: Speaking of uh, German precision, but before we even get there, let's talk about you saying there is something special. What is it that is special about TS Galaxy? And what has Coach Ramovich brought into the team with this uh, German precision?
1: look it's the <laughs> TS galaxy is the top of the day i would call it that it's a modern club young club very young that uh, it's a youthful club youth driven youth managed and it's a club that is is quite innovative it moves with the times i think this is the kind of a club that uh, south african football fanatics uh, uh, more especially youth amongst many you know uh, have been longing for so south africa needed a different proposition from a football club point of view uh, we came in, and I did say in the, on the morning of the 18th uh, May 20, 2019, when we were about to play the final. I said, after after that day, you know, the South African football landscape will be redefined, because what will happen, we will see history being uh, made right before our eyes. And, and that was true. You know, it makes the club very, very special. People won't forget that. As matters stand, in the African continent, this club is the only one to have played in the CAF as champions from the lower ranks. We have won the FA uh, during our lifetime, and I don't know uh, when it happened in England in in those 1926 or something. So in our lifetime in the world, this is the only club that has won an FA Cup from the lower ranks, and I think it will remain so for more than 50 years to come.
0: Tim Sugazi is the voice that you are hearing at the end of the line and is telling you about the historic and mammoth achievements of his very young club, for which he is a very young chairman himself. Now, you went around the world and looked for a coach. Coach then left, Coach uh, Owen Tagama left, and then you came through with a man who is a former goalkeeper in Germany that a lot of people thought, uh, okay, uh, Ramo what? You know, and what happened since then is that he has been able to come in and settle. I understand that he is one person that you've known long before he even became a coach. You wanted to bring him to the country uh, for a club while you were still an agent?
1: Yeah, I wanted to bring him, you know, for a club, I won't name the (laughs) club.
0: I hope it's not (laughs) Kaiser (laughs) Chiefs. (laughs)
1: Well, well, your hope is misplaced. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wanted to bring him, you know, uh, to a club here locally uh, as a goalkeeper because he was an outstanding goalkeeper at the time. I think he had just left uh, Wolfsburg going to Turkey or Norway, if I'm not mistaken. So He went to deal, Norway, yeah. Yeah, that deal didn't materialize. And then, uh, but we kept uh, contact. When he retired from football, we kept on talking and then he started qualifying himself you know with the uefa pro license we kept on talking so every time i would speak i would know as much that he, a lot of things he would say you know would make a lot of sense and he believes in what i believe from a football philosophical point of view i'm a i'm a huge subscriber to possession football i believe that football has to be played with the ball in your feet you need to have the ball own it um, staff, the opposition of the ball, if you've got the ball, they can't score you, it's simple logic. And if you've got the ball, you dominate with the ball, the chances of you scoring remain as high. And I think you saw what happened on Saturday, exactly what I'm, I'm saying, did happen. We dominated at some point, we we're sitting at 67% possession against Kaza Chiefs, and they never saw the ball. People now talk about Chiefs being poor. No, they must be straight to the opponent, to be honest. They must be straight to the opponent. We, we played our eight game, and I'm glad because it happened just after we had a mini-precision. You'll remember that uh, Ramovich never had a chance to pre or prepare the team. He got what he got. He had to work what, what was there. In October, he never had a chance to, even two weeks to train the team, no. He just had to go on with, with, with the work, you know. So now he's had a, this a three and a half to four weeks uh, it was good enough for him to start preparing and uh, applying his philosophy.
0: For sure. And I love the fact, Tim, uh, about the fact that you... You have a man who is coming to South Africa, not just to say, you know me, I'm from a higher level of a footballing nation, which is Germany. We've won so many World Cups. Our clubs are doing so well in the Champions League that I'm talking about him making an effort to immerse himself in in the culture of the countries trying to learn the language and if you saw the pre-match uh, interview that he did uh, in his Sizulu, it may be broken and stuff but what you acknowledge is the attempts and i see um is doing a lot you know running those classes but now tim you are on the net bank cup high currently but i'm going to burst your bubble because the picture is a complete contrast in terms of the bread and butter, and uh, that is the league. You, you are bottom of the standings at the time of recording this podcast. Uh, you are with 13 points from 17 games ahead of your clash with Amazulu. It, it doesn't make for a good reading, in Naga. It doesn't.
1: That's true. Uh, I'll start by saying come 2022 2023 season, TS Galaxy will be in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, and then. Pack that thought. Um Koisiat got and an here, and at the time when he joined us, we were sitting with at the lousy two points. At some point, we had eight matches, two points. In this week, usually you are out. Once you are left behind, because the team next to us was about six to seven points. So once you are left behind in that manner, um, you're out, you won't catch up it was a mountain to climb so he managed to do that so in 11 games in charge he gave us 11 points and in this this season you do with a point a a game you know so that at the end of a 30 round of matches you'd be at 30 points you would be okay so he has given 11 points so all that means now is for him you know to keep the momentum with what you've seen on saturday i'm sure now yeah, all doubting is they start now seeing what I've been seeing all this time, to say, this club is good enough to stay in the league. It will be a, a total injustice for a club like this not to be in the league. You know, it will be in the league. For sure, no doubt. He has done fantastically well. He's caught up with the, with the, at least the pack at the very bottom. Usually, they had left us, there was six, seven points difference. We have caught up with them. All that remains is for us to climb. and we'll climb, definitely, no doubt.
0: Tim, does it help? You've spoken earlier about the fact that he's a man who speaks the same language as you in terms of how you want the, uh, the, the game to be played. Ball on the ground, ball on the feet, possession football. Does it help that you guys are almost, you know, like brother and brother in terms of age and stuff, in terms of you being able to converge around one point? And I get your confidence and all of that, but I still want to emphasize that Galaxy are in ICU, you know? Those life-supporting machines are peeping. do do the situation is critical. Uh, where does your confidence that he is going to stabilize the patient come from?
1: Because, um, as I said, he didn't have any opportunity to prepare a team. Now he has had at least three to four weeks to prepare, and we can see the difference. Everyone who was watching on Saturday, I spoke about it last week before the Kaiser Chiefs game, I said, we have, we have prepared very well. We have had a very, very good precision. It will now be up to Kaiser Chiefs. I don't know how they prepared, but what I know is that we will go to Soka City. We will probe a few questions. They will have some questions to answer. It will be up to them how they respond to those questions. And they never responded. So that just alone tells you that this is a well-drilled cup machinery. you know. And, um, and it, it just if you could keep what the performance of Saturday at the bare minimum, we will be good in this league, no doubt. If we excel, we, we, we excel by 10%, even better, you'll find us in the top eight. So that's why I've got no doubt. I see what's happening in training. I've been seeing what has been happening in training in the past three weeks. So I know exactly where the team was when we restarted. I know exactly where it is right now. I saw how it dominated a, 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 an opponent such as Kaiser Chiefs. And uh, with that as a benchmark and keeping it at that uh, uh, or increasing by 10 to 15 percent, we should be good enough in this league, man.
0: Tim Sugazi is my guest right here on Spot Live with BBK, and we're talking everything football, we're talking uh, Coach Ramovich. we're talking TS Galaxy, we're talking his high with uh, the victory at the NetBank Cup going through to the last. Uh, 16 stage and doing so at the expense of Kaiser Chiefs having beaten them in the final a couple of years back when they were still in the National First Division. Now, team players make it the team, not team as in your name, but players make it the T-E-A-M. And there's one player in particular in your team that really captures my attention. Talk to me about the bagnane of Bafana, Ethan Duncan Brooks.
1: Yeah, it's the mangan of Bafana, isn't it? Yeah, amazing story because Ethan at the start of the year 2020, and he had not played at a professional level. Yeah, I had already robbed him. I saw him once at training and I signed him whilst he was doing his metric. I was happy for us to have him in our books and pay him whilst he was doing his metric Mm -hmm. because I had seen the talent that he possessed so. It turns to be true when you look at his track record. 2020, he was an amateur. Um uh, 2021, he amassed 11 senior national team caps, right? So, And, and I think uh, besides his talent, he's a highly, highly level-headed boy. Uh, of course, he's ambitious. He wants to achieve more. And he's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, God does what the brave man, hard work pays.
0: And that hard work is definitely paying off for him because he's really been able to shoot himself up into the national team that is also on a rebuilding phase with uh, Hugo Bross.
1: Mm. And, you know, no one would have seen that coming. Fortunately for him or for us, the country is a coach that believes in the youth. And uh, by, by definition, a youngster was born in 2001. Uh, he, he is a youth. He's a youth. In truth, not a 24-year-old. Usually, we call them youth when we see them for the first time in the Premier ranks. No, <laughs> he's a 2001. He kicked the ball for the senior National Team still at the age of 19. So, I think it fits squarely with the vision that Hugo Bross has. And besides that, he's got good enough talent, man. He is, I mean, you see what he saw on Saturday. I mean, what he did on Saturday. You saw that. And you have seen what he has done against Ghana in the senior National Team you know dominated that midfield with players who are playing in europe you know the ghanaans that are playing in europe big guys and all that so i think is a revelation for the country and is is going very far
0: speaking of youth i'm going to talk about youth in inverted commerce, away from the field and now into the boardroom i'm looking at the psl the landscape seems to be changing uh, you've got your top Pimutsipe at Sundowns as the chairman right now. You've got Andy Lempisane as the chairman at Royal AM right now. You've got the likes of yourself uh, as 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 president of TS Galaxy. What do you see as the future for the leadership uh, uh, of the game in the country at a professional level?
1: Um, look, I would tell you my wish. I would want to see a South African football that is run by capable hands um, hands that are also good enough to want maybe to learn you know from those that have done a good job take a person like dr evan cause i think he has done a fantastic job for a long time you cannot take anything uh, away from him um you know and and of course i have also taken cognizance of the, the proliferation of one or two young senior club uh, officials, such as the two you have mentioned. However, I must admit, I have never worked with them to that level. I don't know their skills level. I don't know, um, yeah, I I don't know as much, you know, about them from an an, executive of a company or at least a company such as the PSL. But if they've got what it takes, why not? And if they don't have, I think they are surrounded by many people uh, from whom they could learn. You know, yeah. It also depends. We cannot just do it because people are young. Uh, we, we can. We, we should do it because they are highly capable. They are highly capable of delivering on the job. You know, um, in my case, I wouldn't wanna blow my own horn, but um, yeah. Look, law uh, As you know, I played the game. As you know. I studied law. I I qualified myself. I became a partner at at the largest law firm in the continent, Bowman's, for more than five years. and thereafter, you know, I run my own law practice, run my own businesses, um, uh, you know, and then I sit at boards, man, of state-owned companies, other private companies that are listed. So if you want to know if I've got a board experience, I do. And I, I do, I chair, I deputize in certain boards, you know, so, so without blowing my horn, I don't know if uh, the others, I think they're still young to be there, But uh, if they're willing to learn, they've got good enough people around them, and it will spell a very good future for South African football. You want new ideas. You want um, a youth-driven football. Like T.S. Galaxy, you would want clubs that talk to the issues of the day, for example, the involvement of women in the game of football. In my opinion, women have been marginalized for the longest time. Chess Galaxy has extended its tentacles in accommodating and creating opportunity for a number of women uh, through uh, different programs, be it football clubs, be it uh, young women's educational program, be it uh, within our senior administration ranks. You know, we are not shy and we are not apologetic about it. So you want that kind of influence at the highest level of the game. And uh, you want change. You don't want to see these uh, errors that we see. Uh, fundamental or elementary mistakes that time and again you read about or they happen, you know, at our football administration offices. No, you want progress, you want new things, you want innovation. So, yeah, uh, I think the football should be open to such.
0: And you also don't want to see a president of a club being manhandled and being denied access at the stadium?
1: Yeah, of course. I think uh, that kind of conduct is deplorable. Very embarrassing for a game of football. Uh, I think uh, we owe it to Football South Africa to really um, dish such conduct. You know, it's disappointing if it comes from a very renowned big club and that is spearheaded by chairman of the league. You would not expect that um, for no apparent reason. So it was very disappointing. It was one of the sad days of football. And now the matter is on. Uh, And and then my take is simple, you know, the outcome of that disciplinary hearing uh, will spell uh, and define clearly the future, will tell us exactly where the future of football is going.
0: Most definitely. And we are keeping our eyes very good on that kind of situation. Now, Tim Sugazi, tell me about the running a PSL team during the time of COVID-19. How easy was it? How difficult was it? How close were you to closing your doors or was it cushioned solely by the fact that the the, the broadcaster of the league is is a strong partner and they've been able to say we have a structure as a sponsor that allows you to be getting a grant that keeps your head above water even during as trying as times have been under COVID?
1: Uh, For sure. I think the existence of uh, DSTV as the partner um, has really enabled clubs to continue living and surviving during COVID, you know. Um, If it wasn't for that, I don't know what would have happened. Uh, Fortunately, they came at the right time. Their sponsorship is still new. And then they they came during the time of COVID. Um, Having said that, it's it's quite a challenge, you know, if you don't have supporters, you'd want to see supporters in the stands. As, As a matter of fact, Right now, I'm expecting a better response from football administrators, be it the PSL. I see no reason why supporters aren't allowed. SAFA did get supporters way back then during the uh, national team world qualifying matches. And the league said they want reports from SAFA. They've asked so that they could see, take from their experience and learn from it and, do, uh, and see how they could replicate in, in the league. We haven't heard anything about that to date. Where, what did the SAFA report say? When is the replication? We all always benchmark ourselves or at least look upon the English premiership. These people introduce supporters at the peak of their winter. They are still there right now. We never did it during the peak of our summer. We're not doing it. I don't understand. The regulations, COVID regulations have been relaxed. And the president is alluding to, I think, getting, getting rid of this state of disaster legislation. And we are not moving. We are sitting in the exact same position. That part I don't understand. So I really don't.
0: So tell me, Tim, do you not have conversations or meetings at the PSL where we talk about a situation where the fans must come back based on all the elements that you've just explained now, which we all know. By the way, it's not only the fans, even the media. The journalists are not allowed in. It's only people from SuperSport who are there came in and came out. Do you guys, at a level of being officials, at the level of being club chairman? Not have conversations or meetings where this issue is discussed.
1: There's never been uh, the, any kind of meeting in recent times. I'm talking now the board of governors other than the AGM. I can't recall really. And in any case, the administration of the league is in the hands of the executive. So that was, I think, uh, elected two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it is the executive that now is guiding uh, football, you know, so i don 't know i 'm not privy to information there are deliberations in that in those rooms but uh, i 'm asking the very obvious here, you are sitting there, you can also you also don 't have answers there 's nothing that talks against now introducing supporters listen i mean if you think of it. Government and us, football, we, we are talking about vaccination. We want to encourage people to vaccinate. Now, why didn't we, why shouldn't we utilize football stadium access as a, as, as a means of encouraging people to vaccinate? You know, if you're vaccinated, you'll get access to the stadium. It's as simple as that. don't you think the numbers will multiply? They will multiply. People want to watch football. So these are easy things, they don't need a rocket scientist. We're not talking, we, are, we are conspicuously silent as football on the issue of opening the stadium. And it is a concern to me.
0: Here's a concern of mine, Tim Sugazi, president of TS Galaxy. Been in football for quite some time now. I've seen a lot of teams die. Most recently being Pete Wits and the Plumfontein Celtic. I want to get your take on the buying and selling of clubs at the drop of a hat in our league. There's TTM buying vets and before you blink, TTM is bought by somebody else. Someone said to me that they can't tell the Yamarumo Galaxy from their TS callants. You see how confused people are in this stage. But on a serious, this surely cannot be sustained. This surely kicks football in the teeth in that when you are at club it's not just players and the technical team and the administrators. It is a whole community of people, a community of supporters, people who invest their money, hard-earned money, if I may add, to actually buy the paraphernalia of the team, the 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 the, the, the apparel and, and everything else. And then one day you wake up, uh, Pumalanga Black Aces is more. It is now uh, Cape Town City. Uh, you came through the very same situation in terms of buying the status. Is this something that is not going to ultimately undermine uh, what the product is in terms of the eyes of the people?
1: I think if a new entrants coming to the game, it, it, it does no harm because there would have been some due diligence before, uh, by the league before they enter, right? Um, however, uh, if those new entrants come and exit and, and return and exit, you know, then it makes a mockery out of our football. That's where my issue is. So I am saying, if new entrants come, and if they pass the master from a due diligence point of view, and they satisfy all the necessary requirements, then they should be locked in to a minimum period, be it five or 10 years, it doesn't matter. So that people, they know that you are serious, and they must know what they're getting themselves into. You know, then in that scenario, you will not see people coming in and then later they are sold they 're selling their back after two weeks, and whatever that has been happening in recent times. I think that is really what is turning this whole thing into mockery i 'm quite open to new investors in the game, new entrants as long as they qualify they they, they, they tick all the right boxes, all good and well, but they must be locked in
0: and that locking in also means that you you are able you, you mentioned England earlier on. You find a situation there where a child is born in 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 Merseyside, and that child will be born either on the blue side or red side of Merseyside, meaning they will either be Liverpool or be Everton, and you 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 will find them as as babies being garbed, being dressed in the colours of the club, of their family, of their streets of their community. And here it's different in in the sense that your grandfather grows up supporting Orlando Pirates, and then uh, you you find that as time goes on, your your your, your uncle decides to branch off and become a, a a a a Mazulu for argument's sake, and and, and as time goes on, you find that the um Pumalanga play Aces and one, the next thing Mpumalanga is no longer there. So this loyalty, this being married or, 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 or joined in the hip with your team it is not something that happens mainly in South Africa. You get guys who say, but I know this guy I used to support uh, pirates. Now it's Sundowns, because Sundowns are winning. You, you know that kind of thing. Where, where, where do we throw the line? And when do we throw that line in order to be able to create that culture that really says we do not undermine that which is the core of the game, which is the supporters.
1: Yeah, look, I think uh, the English system is different to us uh, in many ways from a support loyalty or supporters support generation perspective. So as you have mentioned in England, um, most of the clubs or the big ones, uh, major clubs, they are communalized proper, right? So if in Manchester, You know, you'll be the dividing line, will be whether you're a city or you're a United, but they you would be from Manchester, you'll support one of the two, right? And then the Message side, as you've mentioned, Liverpool or Everton, and you have a Sunderland, for example, you know, Postmouth, and 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 you name them. Um, uh, here we really don't necessarily have such, so most of our clubs, I think, instead of being communalized, maybe. Our system or preferences, club owners maybe it is is individual based. I don't know what's the thinking at other clubs. However, at a club like TS Galaxy, you can see there is that community element. We clearly identify ourselves with our place of origin, which is Guanabara, and they proudly resemble as well uh, the beautiful province of Pumalanga in everything we do. Um, uh, I don't know other clubs, for, uh, you know. So, so, and if you go to Guanabara, nine, uh, nine out of ten people will come across our TS Galaxy, which is the reason why we filled out the stadium to the rafters whilst we in the lower ranks. The same was going to happen had supporters been allowed, and my point would have been clearly illustrated. So maybe clubs need to consider their or reconsider their standing models. You know, and, 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 and embark on a community-based system. And I think that is the only system that will generate the support and the loyalty that we have alluded to for the BBK.
0: As my parting shot, as we conclude this conversation with the president of TS Galaxy, Tim Sugazi, I'm going to request that you go to your meetings and mobilize all your other board of governors, to say that this is the message we are taking from the journalists and from the fans to the executive of the PSL, abantu ababuyele enkundleni tim Sugazi. the people must go back to the stadiums in football.
1: I fully agree, my brother, but uh, it won't necessarily be me alone. I think the media is taking a huge chunk of the blame because they are also conspicuously silent. Are they being controlled? I don't know. Are they being manipulated? I don't know. Do they serve different masters? I don't know. Why is the media fighting? Let
0: me come in here. Let me come in and make a stand. There is an organization called the South African Sports Journal, Football Journalist Association, SAFJA. Long before ULAG September left the PSL in the communications department and went to CAF, there were engagements that the likes of that organization, the chairman I know, Oveli Lemboli, There were engagements that were happening with the PSL trying to expedite the process of carrying the journalists back into the stadiums and nothing came out of that. I do not know whether it fell on deaf ears and all of that, but I'm just saying just to underline that silence that you see from that. It is not silence. Things have been happening behind the scenes and there's just no playing the ball back to the media in regard with the authorities at football. So we are all crying about the same thing. I know even about Cialolean in terms of the fans are busy trying to mobilize, are busy trying to say, let us be able to get to a position. People have vaccinated. At least let those who have vaccinated be able to access the stadium and enjoy the biggest sports in the country like it is happening already with your cricket it is happening already with your rugby why not football
1: yeah and uh, look i do admit bbk that perhaps journalists have been restricted from accessing the game however from uh, channeling a message they have the power of the pen they control the pen they they don't write about it they don't question it you know, they've got the power of the pen, why can't they question it? You know, I mean, that could trigger a change of a perspective, whatever the executive maybe uh, is holding as a view on this matter. Or so at the very least, it may cause the executive to think differently because it's a it's a body of reasonable people. So I think the media does need to come out publicly and also question it. They, at least if they can't access the system, they control the pen
0: they do have the power of the pen. and that power of the pen has been used team. perhaps it's the articles that you may not have seen but at the same time perhaps perhaps there is comfort around the authorities on the fact that their main sponsor is able to show television if people are not at the stadium they can still watch it on tv we'll carry on this conversation on another day yeah. i want to take this opportunity to thank you for availing yourself and uh, you said and i'm going to hold you to this word Come 2022 23 season, TX Galaxy will be in the DSTV Premier Soccer League.
1: Write it down, even this day, the 16th of Feb, 2022. I said it. You can write it down and let's talk at the end of the
0: season. Tim thank you, my brother, from another
1: mother.